everyone has a strong opinion about sales calls, whether uh, we should uh, do them or not, has become part of the conversation, right? So much of it uh, has been how to do them, how not to do them. And increasingly, there are these murmurings around whether we need sales conversations anymore on video or on calls. And in this episode of the Thrive Biz Chat, I am going to discuss the purpose of sales, discovery, enrollment calls, strategy calls, consult consult calls, whatever you personally call them. I'm going to talk about why people <laughs> want to get rid of them. And I'm also going to talk about why you might want to keep sales calls, why that might be something you may not want to get rid of so fast. I am Selena Guerrero. I am your host of the Thrive Biz Chat, where I talk about what it really takes to run a thriving service-based business. I am also the founder of the Thrive Sales Accelerator, where I help service-based entrepreneurs develop marketing and sales systems so that they can grow and scale their business. I'm going to dive right into it. And I'm going to start, of course, with what is the purpose of a sales call anyway? Like, why do they exist? Where do they come from, right? And again, whatever you personally call them, consult, strategy, sales, you know, check-in, whatever you personally call them, the purpose ultimately is to figure out if you and this other person, this potential client, are going to work together. I think we can agree on that, right? Like, at its highest level. So that's important, right? That's 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 kind of the importance there. And I also just want to, I know I said this already twice, but I really want to emphasize that we use the word sales call, but they can be, that can be consultative where you're having multiple calls over a long sales cycle. They can be discovery calls. They can be simply enrollment calls where you're just doing a final check-in. The purpose is the same are we going to work together? Now, if you're on the sales side, you might say, well, the purpose is to find out if, if I can get this person to buy from me. If you're on the buying side, you might say, is this really going to help me? Right. But foundationally, it's about whether you're going to work together. I mean, let's, let's, let's acknowledge that. Okay. Um, because we don't want to like, nobody's trying to put a circle in a square here, right? We're just trying to establish, you know, fit and, um, usefulness of a work together. Okay. So here's some reasons why people want to get rid of them. When I was in sales formally, um, working for someone else really for the first time, it was working in national accounts. And so we were on the phone a lot. We certainly couldn't travel to all the different, um, locations and sales calls was really important. Like that moment that those, t those moments, I should say that you had on the phone with somebody else, was like so important, right? Because you just didn't get a chance as much to talk to them in person. Additionally, you know, back then, uh, content marketing wasn't really a big thing, right? It was actually still pretty nascent. And so it re sales calls were really, really important. And so part of um, the way that I learned sales calls was in a way that just, there was a lot of pressure around it, right? About like, this is this critical moment and your need to, you know, build the relationship and make them excited. And it was a lot of, a lot of pressure there. Um, but increasingly with the internet, right? Um, <laughs> that little thing, 
I always talk about before the internet and I'm sure people are like, oh my gosh, can you please stop talking about before the internet? Um, but as that sort of matured, I should say, we have e-commerce where people can just simply buy things online. They don't actually have to go into a store and talk to anybody. Um, we have funnels, right? Where people are learning about things on webinars, uh, in particular, right? Ads and webinars. And so much of the buying process is done ahead of time with that. And of course, even just websites, right? We talk about, I don't know what the percentage is today, but I'm sure it's like 50 to 70% of the buying process is done before anybody even talks to you, right? Because everyone's doing so much research ahead of time. Um, and then of course, now there's what we call selling in the DMs, right? Having those um, uh, building relationships within the direct messages on social media platforms. There's that of course as well. So so sales is a, is a sort of a broader thing. It's, it's not so much like you come into my store, we talk about something, right? Or I'm on the phone and we talk about, you know, whatever the services, um, it was really expanded into, um, as I mentioned, sort of just like digital online, um, e-commerce ad webinar funnels, websites, and of course, conversations in the direct messages, DMS of social media platforms. So it's really expanded. Um, and so when we think about the word obsolete, obsolete is replacing it with something new, replacing something old with something new, right? It's the old way of doing things. And so, so many of these online tools have replaced a lot of that, right? Like I know when I, you know, need to buy something, I don't, you know, I don't go into like Best Buy anymore, right? Like I'm just going to do all my research online and then I'm going to, um, <laughs> you know, go on Amazon or go online and buy it, right? Um, and that certainly has been even accelerated more um, in the last couple of years with our inability to be face-to-face. -face. Um, so the other reason I think people like to get rid of, want to, or they have, we have gotten rid of them is because of course this online sort of funnels and so on. But also, frankly, people don't like sales conversations. People don't like sales calls. And that includes both the person selling and the person buying. I mean, think about that for a second. Like the person that's selling, which in this case may be you, right? The consultant, the coach, the CEO who sells for their business um, is not like something you super enjoy, right? Everybody stresses out. They, you know, they worry about objections. They worry about the price, you know, being asked about price. And there's just so much stress around that. And, you know, the sellers, right? The people selling the service, the, the, you know, don't love them. And then the person who's on the other end of the call, like they're kind of stressed out too, right? They don't take sales conversations often. They're really nervous about hiring the right person. I mean, they've got so much money on the line, maybe reputation on the line. I mean, there's a lot of pressures on the buying side too. I mean, think about it. So that conversation becomes this sort of like apex of stress, like where you, everybody's kind of not feeling, you know, like really confident about what's supposed to happen in that moment and, and all of the pressures around that. So, you know, who wants them when they're so stressful? Um, and I acknowledge that, you know, if there's ways to certainly make the sales conversation easier by getting your marketing by improving your marketing, that's really important. That's really, yeah, that would be something that I think would, um, you know, be a great 
solution to sales calls, right? At least making them a little easier or, you know, especially it doesn't make any sense for human beings to talk about, you know, a $12 product anymore, right? That's easier done online with videos and information. Okay. So my question to you then is, is it around this a word obsolete? Like, is human to human conversation obsolete? And I think the answer is, I think you'd agree with me, is no. And when I mean human to human, I don't mean in text. I mean audio, verbal, phone, video, okay? Like a collaborative back and forth conversation um, that is not, um, you know, shortened, right? That it, it becomes really like I'm, you're seeing my face, you're hearing the tone of my voice, that, that I don't think is obsolete. So here are three reasons why I think you should consider keeping sales calls. Number one is, um, I think by having sales calls, you acknowledge that everybody is an individual. Marketing is meant to really put in aggregate the problems that your ideal client has and, this, and articulate the solution to that problem. But the fact is, everyone still isn't the same. And I think just by having a human to human sales conversation, a conversation about whether, what did I say the purpose was to work together still has a tremendous value. I mean, think about when you have to call like AT&T and like, you know, like for, you know, if this click one, if that click two, I mean, sometimes you just want to be acknowledged as a human being with a problem that is not within one of those buttons, right? It's like so frustrating. So, um, and I even think when you're running webinars and stuff and you're having people ask questions, where you're doing, um, yeah, I mean, we'll just say like on a, on more of like a group environment, like some people don't want to talk about their problems in these environments with like 200 other people, right? And so let's, let's, let's acknowledge that our clients are still individual. They may have some things in common, you know, an aggregate, which is really important for a successful business, but they're still individuals. Can we acknowledge that? So that's why I think sales calls is is still uh, uh, important. The second reason um, to keep sales calls is um, that I think it's an opportunity for you as the person who is you know providing the service is it really an opportunity to decide if you really like this person and want to work with this person. I mean, whether your service is a thousand dollars or twenty or fifty, like, don't you want to know if this person's like legit, like? Didn't you want to know that you feel like you're on the same wavelength and they value you and you they respect you and you understand them, right? Like you want to decide if you want to work with them. And if somebody goes on and, you know, clicks the button and buys your service and you end up in a situation, especially in the, like if you're doing group programs, um, you might be in a situation where it's not a perfect fit. You didn't have a chance to really vet that you, there's a misalignment and attitude and so on. And so I really think that um, another reason to keep sales calls is really to decide if you want to work with them. Okay. And the third reason I think to keep sales calls is that it really builds loyalty and it builds trust. And I'll tell you what I mean by that is that somebody, again, if we think about the, the client side, the potential client side, as I mentioned earlier, they have a lot of pressure. They need to, they're spending, going to spend hundreds of hours, okay, maybe not hundreds of hours, but a lot of hours, maybe hundreds of hours 
a lot of money, right? Their reputation is on the line and they're trying to make sure they're making the right decision. Okay. And so by being on the phone with somebody and talking before they make that commitment, it gives them an opportunity to gain trust in their decision that you are really going to help them. Okay. So it gives them just that last sort of like check the box. Okay. I've done all my research. I really believe this person works. And um, I really just, I can talk to somebody and I can just express my last minute concerns and make sure that this is a hundred percent the right choice for me. And that's of course, as a, uh, as the service provider, you know, that's important. Now that in particular, I think is for, you know, especially group programs, you're never probably going to hire, get, you know, you're not going to, if you're a coach, you're not necessarily going to not have sales conversations because of course you need that back and forth. But I think increasingly with these group programs, um, and uh, other services, sometimes it's just online only. So um, yeah, so those are the three reasons to keep them, okay? Let me just recap. The purpose of a sales call, whatever you call them, uh, is to really just decide if you're going to work together, right? And um, some reasons to get rid of them, of course, that people don't enjoy them, um, both the, the you as a service provider and the person who's going to buy. Um, this is a stressful situation. And there's so many other ways to uh, to sell today, right, On in the online and online, um, <laughs> online, right? With online tools and funnels and all that stuff. But I think reasons, three reasons to keep them is number one, it acknowledges that somebody is an individual and it gives them opportunity to voice themselves privately with you in a one-to-one -one conversation. I think there's tremendous value there. It also um, it gives you an opportunity to decide if you like this person and if you want to invest your time and resources. Um, you know, if you don't have an opportunity to vet them, they could end up causing you so much more time and effort when it doesn't work out. And I think third, it gives the, the potential client opportunity to really build loyalty and trust with you because they've been able to have a one-to-one -one conversation with you that validates everything that they already believe. And so that when they're already enrolled in your program or become a client, they already feel a sense of, uh, of belonging almost, right, to this, this work. So think about that. I am going to be running on November 16th a sales call boot camp. It's called the High Converting Sales Call Boot Camp. Some of you might be listening to this after that date. Um, but I am going to talk through how to have an effective sales conversation and what really you should be doing and also really help, um, help uh, you think about the pushback that you might potentially get like what we, you know, is often called objections and how to respond to that, like already have a plan. Um, and I think this, the purpose of this, the reason that I am doing this is because I think there's a lot of anxiety around sales calls. And I really think that it can be, I can sort of, when people feel like they have a plan and they learn how to have a sales conversation and they know what it is supposed to be and they understand the goal and they better understand the client provide the client excuse me, the provider client relationship within that, within the, you know, the context of that, within the conversation that you will have, it's just so much easier and you will um, be more successful and you will likely be able to convert more of those conversations into clients. So if you're going to keep sales calls, which I think there's a lot of value there, um, consider, uh, consider signing up for that. I'll put the link in the bio. You can also go to sales call bootcamp.co co sales call 
bootcamp.co. So even if you're past the November 16th, uh, 2021 date, I'm definitely going to do it again. So go to that website, sign up and um, hope you can join that at some point. Um, Thank you for um, listening. I hope this was valuable to you. And I hope it kind of, I like to really break down some of these things we always take for granted. Um, uh, And, you know, recognize that, that even though it's difficult, there are value, there's value in having sales conversations. And there's also an opportunity for you to learn, have them more successfully and with that, with less stress. I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll catch you soon. Bye.